Hey guys, welcome to Showing Up with Grit and Grace. My name is Katrina and I'm here to walk with you as we navigate the different seasons of life together. In this podcast, expect real talk, a little tough love, and motivation as we take action toward living our best life. Just think of me as your new BFF. Let's go. You guys, here we are, 50 episodes, episode number 50. I'm so glad you're here to help me celebrate. Oh man, in today's episode, we're going to talk about celebrating. We're going to talk about gratitude, and then we're going to discuss goals and trusting the process. These all kind of feel appropriate today, and so that's what we're going to dive into. I've got a lot of feelings today around this episode, so who knows where I'm going to ramble to. I've got a nice little outline, but um, I don't always stick to that, so here we go. Let's celebrate. I'm totally aware that I'm celebrating this, quote, big achievement. Um, this is big for me. I've created 50 podcast episodes, but what I want to focus on is celebrating the little things. And oh my gosh, I have celebrated so many little things along the way. And and little things like some days I'm I was just pumped that I was able to get content created and not cry while I'm recording an episode. Um because I've been navigating some heavy seasons and and grief and loss and stuff like that. Um I've, you know, celebrating each time I learn something new, each time I have an aha moment, um, when I get a message from someone, the connections I've made with people, the support that I've had. And I, I know now that I'm saying all these, they sound like big things, but I mean, I've celebrated it each time it's happened. Each time I post and publish an episode, I'm pumped. Each time I have a new idea, I'm pumped. And and I celebrate those things. And it has been incredible. I um, actually was interviewed on someone else's podcast for the first time ever. That was cool. So I'm just here to celebrate it all. And it's like, why is it that we wait for the big things before we celebrate? Like, why do we do that? And I think life is so beautiful and we've got so many things that we can be celebrating. And instead, we've trained our mind that we can only celebrate when it's the big thing when it's the birthday, when it's the like holiday, when it's the big achievement. But what about celebrating? Maybe you need to celebrate that you got out of bed today. Maybe you celebrate that you finally took a freaking shower. I've celebrated that before. Um, there's so many things and, and there's so many hard seasons. And so if we're not here celebrating the little things, which in the end becomes the big thing, then what are we doing here, right? There are so many beautiful things that we need to be celebrating, just like all those beautiful special dishes in China that we have that we should be using more often, but instead we wait for like Easter and Thanksgiving. Use the freaking China, right? You know those people who have those like elaborate decorations and themes who ever get together? I used to not understand that, but now I am here for it. And that is fun and it brings joy And that is what we need in our lives. So I want you to think about this right now. What little thing or things could you celebrate right now, today, since you woke up? Like, what could you celebrate? The weather's beautiful. 
Um, I don't know. Your eyes weren't puffy when you woke up. Little things. What could you celebrate? You got to take a shower and shave your legs without the kids. I don't even know. Did you have a good poop today? Cool. Celebrate it. I don't care. What could you celebrate right now since you woke up instead of waiting to celebrate the big thing? Right? So we need to celebrate more. Maybe you need a sticky note. I've got a sticky note. It says celebrate more. Or maybe you need an alarm on your phone that says celebrate. Multiple times a day, guys. Multiple times a day. Every day, every week, we're reminded just how precious life is. And life can change in a blink of an eye. So let's celebrate while we're here living, shall we? Okay, so we're celebrating. And I feel like that like kind of tra- transitions you know, perfectly into gratitude and being grateful. Because I think having an attitude of gratitude and being grateful kind of is celebrating things. And when things are going good... It's easier to be grateful or it's easier to find things to be grateful for. But oftentimes when things are going good, I think that's when we forget to take it in. Like even if, okay, um, you stubbed your toe and like now your toenails black and blue and it's bleeding and you're like, dang it, I should have been grateful for my toes being normal or something, right? Like when, you know, you don't know what you have till it's gone type stuff, like, I feel like when things are going good, that's when we, we forget to be grateful. We forget to just take time and be like, wow, that's awesome. That's such a blessing. And then when things are bad, then if you don't have that practice in place of being grateful and having an attitude of gratitude, then the world's just ending and it's awful and everything's terrible. And then that's what you focus on. And we've talked about this before where your brain finds evidence to support your story. And so if everything sucks, your brain's going to find reasons why everything sucks. So if we can practice gratitude daily, then we can develop that attitude of gratitude so that even on the toughest days, you're still able to find things to be grateful for. Even in the toughest season, there are still some things that you can be grateful for. And I've said this before, on grandma's funeral, and I think even on the day that she died, I still wrote my gratitude journal and I still had so much to be grateful for. And I cried tears of joy because I'm like, I'm doing it. That's it. That's how this works. I was so grateful to be able to have this time with my family that didn't feel so rushed, that didn't feel so, right? And I found that in the midst of such a sad time. But I have developed this attitude of gratitude and I have trained my brain to look for the good. And so even on the toughest days, now that doesn't mean I don't have a rough 15 minutes. That doesn't mean I don't have a rough hour. That doesn't mean my brain doesn't think negative thoughts, but I can still find the good and I can still be grateful um, even in the toughest times because I have been working on building that up through all seasons. And so right now I'm celebrating and it's a good time for me in episode 50 and I have so much gratitude for this process and this podcast journey. Learning from my coach, I worked with her and took her podcast course, Keisha Fitzgerald, and now it's Get Mary. Um, Keisha Get Get Mary, uh, she has the Empower Her podcast. I've worked with her and took her podcast course and learning from Kathy, Kathy Heller 
and her coaching. Gosh, I am so incredibly grateful for their wisdom and for these people who have podcasts who have kind of like paved the way and show me things I can do and what I can learn. And oh, that's been awesome. And my, the gratitude I have for you and for my listeners and for your support. My listeners have been amazing. The texts, the emails, the phone calls, the DMs, the conversations I've had with so many of you. I like, I don't know if you've been one of those people who have sent me a message or texted me or called me or just, you know, whatever. I don't think you realize like how much that means to me. And then, of course, you know, my love language is words of affirmation. So it means like extra. But like, wow, it has been so it like makes my day. It makes it's just so good. So I, I have so much gratitude for that. And like the process of this entire podcast and how I've just kept going and I started messy and I'm a C student and I'm like, I'll just learn as I go. But if I'm waiting till I have it mastered, I'm never going to start. And so the process of this, and that's actually the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about is like goals and trusting the process. Kathy Heller says progress over perfection. She says, do it messy. She says, be a C student. And that is some of the best advice I think I've ever been given because I am a perfectionist and the way I grew up and the way I was raised, you know, I do, I did used to care about what people thought or I did want to have a good idea of what I was doing or, or, you know, I was that writer. I always had writer's block because I couldn't get anything down on paper because it wasn't perfect. And then I've learned it's like, get something down, like down and then you can edit and then you can fix and then you can make it better. And so that's what I've learned with this podcast. I haven't listened back to the first episode in a while, but I'm sure that if I listen back, it is messy. It is, I still am doing this messy every week, but I'm doing it and I'm moving forward. And as I learn things, I just keep trying to apply them and do better each time. And so this process has been everything. Um, every day I use a Start Today journal by Rachel Hollis and I write down 10 goals and I write down five things I'm grateful for for the day, but I don't do that till the end of the day. I've talked about that before. But she teaches you to write down your goals like it, as if you've already achieved them. So every day I write that I have created 100 podcast episodes. So 100 was just, I don't know, a number I threw out. I guess I could have, you know, said I create 52 because that means a year or something like that. But I just threw out 100. But what I was thinking was... If I've created 100 episodes, then that means for 100 consecutive weeks, I've created and published content for my listeners, right? And then that means that's 100 weeks of learning and growing and sharing with you all. That means 100 weeks I will have or I've already, and I already have like experienced all sorts of seasons of life that I will have worked through and then learned stuff from and then sh- like had stuff to share with you, like anything I learn on the way I'm sharing, right? So I write that I've created a hundred episodes because like that's in my circle of control. And then when I get there, I know that, gosh, for a hundred weeks, I've been putting in those reps to get better. And, and my initial thoughts for starting this podcast was because I wanted to make an impact for women. I knew how much personal development had helped me. And so I'm like, gosh, 
maybe I can use like my teacher approach, my elementary teacher approach, my, I don't, I'd like to say I'm a people person, my enthusiasm, my energy. Maybe I can use any of the skills I have to like share the stuff I've learned in a way that works for you. Because I know there's many people who can't start or can't, don't know where to begin because it's so overwhelming and they want to do better, but they don't even know how. So I was thinking, gosh, if I could just find a way to talk to people and tell them they can and tell them it doesn't have to be hard and tell them they are enough. Because I think, you know, there are so, or I know there are women out there who feel not enough in some form. I'm sure there's a way right now that you don't feel enough in some way, shape or form. And there's women who are exhausted and overwhelmed and stressed and they don't even know where to begin to start getting things in, in control. I know a lot of you sh- suffer from anxiety. Um, I know a lot of us feel alone. And sometimes we just need a quick pick-me-up. And that's what I wanted when I started. I want to be that for you. I want to tell you you're not alone. I want to cry with you. I want to give you that silly little trick that worked for me and hopes it works for you. So by showing up 100 weeks in a row, I think I can do that for you, right? And I know that I'm making an impact on all of my listeners and that's where I started. And so the reason why I write that down instead of something like I've got a million downloads It's because I heard someone talk about making sure that your goals are in your circle of control. So like if I said, I want a million podcast downloads, first of all, why? Like what, what's the drive behind that? Just to say I've got a million, just to like act like I'm popular. I can still get the job done that I initially wanted to do by impacting women by showing up a hundred weeks, right? But a million podcast downloads isn't as much in my circle of control. Now I can advertise and I can share and I can influence my listening community, but it's not helping me as much as like the action I want to take, right? A hundred million downloads isn't action for me, but action for me is like showing up a hundred weeks in a row. Okay. So whoever it was that was talking about this, they said like, instead of writing down the end goal, you can word your goal where you focus more on the process or the action steps more than the end goal. And and I liked that. And actually that's something I started doing in my classroom. And that's something I've been doing for myself because it worked for me better. It totally works for me better. Like for example, the, the 1 million downloads, which again is kind of more up to the listeners than it is me. I can influence it, but not as much. I could write that I've, you know, my, my 100 podcast episodes because that means I'm showing up consistently, putting in the reps, creating that many episodes. And by creating that many episodes, I'm making a more, more of an impact on my listeners. I could also write it like, I created a podcast episode each week for 100 weeks. Like that is specific and it's, It's giving me action steps or part of the process. And I like that instead of focusing on a million downloads, because then every week I'm hang, I'm like hung up on the number. I'm focused on the wrong thing and I'm skipping out on like the whole process, right? I'm missing out on the action part and that's where clarity comes from. And that's where we grow the process. Same with my health. I don't write that I want to lose like an X amount of weight. 
I write that I work on my mental and physical health daily, or I move my body 30 minutes a day, or I meditate, you know, each every morning for seven minutes or like more specific. And that's action instead of I am such and such weight because I could get to that weight. But if I didn't enjoy the process and if I didn't put in the right habits and routines, I could still be, I could be miserable. Great. I'm 130 pounds or I'm 150 pounds or I'm whatever. But if I'm still having anxiety or if I feel like crap, or if I haven't worked on my mindset, or if I'm not doing the things that I need to feel good on the inside, then who gives a shit about what the scale says? So I don't write that I've lost X amount of weight or that I want to weigh a certain weight. I write on, I word things. So it's, the process for me. And I think too, it can seem really daunting or like overwhelming if you're holding on to that end goal. Because if you are stuck on 150 pounds and each week the scale isn't moving and all you're focused on in that is that number, then you're missing out on being able to celebrate the fact that you got up, even though your baby was up five times last night, you got up and you still worked out. You're you're not even celebrating that because you're waiting for the scale to show you success. Whereas if you right? That you move your body 30 minutes a day and you get up and you do the thing, then you're going to celebrate because you got up and moved your body. Or if you write, like, do you see where I'm like shifting that for you? So if we focus more on the process, if we focus more on the action steps, then we're enjoying the process and we're celebrating the little things and we're not waiting for 150 pounds to get here before we celebrate. And we're not missing all the little wins along the way. If you want to run a marathon, that's great. And that's a goal. But if you could write it or, you know, envision it with the process or the action steps in mind, I think that would be more powerful. Now, I've never ran a marathon, but you would run like I run X amount of miles a week or I train three times a week or whatever you do to train for a marathon. But you're focused on the action steps. You're focused on the process. And that way you're celebrating along the way. Each time you get a run in or when you decrease your time or when you increase your distance or whatever you do training for a marathon and now you're not waiting until the day of the marathon to celebrate yourself. You're celebrating all the tiny steps along the way because those are what matter. And if you're celebrating along the way and you're you're loving yourself and you're like, holy crap, I did it and I was tired and I did it and I didn't want to that's where the secret sauce is. It's not even about the marathon. It's not about 150 pounds. It's about the process. You're learning to celebrate, appreciate, and love the process. And who you're becoming in the process is everything. And honestly, it is all in the process. Like, think about if you woke up with your dream body, or you woke up with your dream hair, or you could just like snap your fingers and have a kid. If you skip the process for those things and you just get that result, you haven't built the habits. You don't have the routines. It it takes like that kind of stuff. You have to put in the work to be able to sp- support that end goal, right? You didn't learn from mistakes. You didn't gain or appreciate anything along the way or, or you know, get strength from the resilience and from the pushing through from the process. If you just woke up with your dream body without doing a thing, how long would you actually be able to sustain it? That's like, you know, those people who find a quick fix 
a pill or a diet or whatever, and they are miserable and they hate life, but they lose the 10 pounds. And then what happens? They go right back to where they were a month or two later after the weight loss competition is over or something because they didn't do the process. They didn't focus on the process. They focused on the end goal. They got to it, blood, sweat, and tears and misery. But if you make a lifestyle change, if you put in nutritional practices that serve your body and that are realistic for you and your lifestyle, if you, right, if you build the habits and routines, then when you get to your dream body, actually, you probably don't even care because you've learned to love yourself along the way. But if and when you get to your dream body, you can support it because you worked your ass off to get there. You built routines and you created a lifestyle that serves you, right? I know if I woke up tomorrow with my dream body, I would not be able to sustain it. I wouldn't have built the nutritional habits I needed. I don't know that I, I wouldn't have the stamina. I I know I for sure if I woke up with my dream hair, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I don't know how to style or fix or take care of it. Dry shampoo can only get me so far, right? And think about like those people who win the lottery and then, you know, however long later, they're right back where they were financially, right? They didn't have the right mindset. They didn't have the right financial practices and habits in place to handle that kind of money. It, it just makes sense. And then could you imagine if you could just snap your fingers and have a baby? Like, I know nothing can prepare you for a baby, but I think pregnancy at least helps things start to shift. And when you're pregnant, like, you start seeing, like, visualizing your life differently and you start preparing and getting the baby's room and all the resources and whatever. So, like, without that long, long nine to ten months, you'd be lacking, like, the mindset of, like, holy shit, now I have to care for another person or the resources or, you know, the, okay, this is going to rock our world, but I just spent forever growing your ass, so I'm going to love you, and we're going to get through this, right? Like, you, the process of it all. So whether you're in a new job, or you're learning something new at your job, or you're working on a relationship, or chasing a goal, or navigating a new season, we've got to learn to trust the process and to focus on the process. Think about what you're learning through the process, how much you can celebrate along the way. We all get stronger and better through the process. The only way is through. And then when you come out on the other end, it's so much better. You're proud and you, you've like, you get discovered, like you've discovered things on the way. Find joy in the process. Love yourself during the process. Appreciate the ups and downs. So like, here I am, here we are at episode 50. I'm going to continue to celebrate and be grateful and appreciate and find joy in the process. And I really hope that you'll challenge yourself to do the same. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. And of course, keep showing up with great grace. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you found a takeaway that was helpful for you or something that resonated. I'd love to know if you liked my message. It would be awesome if you would DM me or share this episode and tag me at Katrina McMurtry. We're in this together. You're already doing it. You're making moves. I'm so grateful you're here. Keep being awesome.